I've been cooped up in this house for since March the 14th. It is currently July the 1st and really haven't had a lot of interaction with other human beings and need a little something to take the edge off. So, we've been having a few 807s, hanging out, doing our thing, and trying to get through this whole mess since uh, <laughs> nobody able seems to be able to get their head together on what's going on with this thing. So, just so y'all have a little heads up on that. And I understand I've been a little encumbered on one or two. I was listening to one tonight and uh, believe it or not, that was a 12 pack. <laughs> so, uh, let me get y'all up to speed on what's going on. Uh, we were talking about our radio project, and we have successfully ordered a new radio. We finally got ourselves 50 feet of RG58. Uh, may have to go ahead and add a jumper to that, because it turns out that from the window in our living room to where my desk is next to the kitchen, uh, to run the cable properly is more than 50 feet. Oh, well, thank God for CB shops. Um, right down the street, we've got a QT. And since we're out in the country, it has a little CB or a little uh, driver shop on the side where they can get diesel exhaust fluid and that kind of stuff. And they also have a little wall with mobile antennas and coax jumpers. Um, in the three, nine, and 18 foot variety. Now, you know, they're not gonna sell these guys junk because quite honestly, they have to put up with a lot of varied weather conditions. <clears throat> so, I went in there and took a look the other day. So if I have to add some jumpers around here, they look like they've got good fittings on the end of them, that kind of stuff. And good steel braid around the, around the outside instead of copper. But, you know, what can you do? And we may be able to make something usable out of that. Uh, in the interim, I forgot that the next exit down the highway to the east, there's also a truck stop of America. And I would imagine they have a slightly bigger, longer wall. What they had down here at the QT was about eight feet. Now, y'all excuse me a minute. I have been and may again be a retail merchandiser by trade. So I tend to think in four foot sections. However, the QT does have about eight feet. I would imagine the uh, Truck Stop of America, or whatever they call them now, uh, 
I would suspect that they have probably a slightly larger selection of varied stuff. And when I decide to try and go HF out of this situation, or at least out of my van, I will be going back looking for mounting brackets and stuff like that. It's a lot cheaper. I can walk in there and get it. There are not radio shacks anymore. So it just kind of works out for me. So what we have going here. Now, I had an arrow J-pole, dual band J-pole, two meter 440, and it was over in storage. And my plan was to set it up out here somehow where I could get it a little bit off the ground and try and avoid getting tagged by the apartment managers. And unfortunately, that did not work out. Mostly because I was kind of, I really don't want to irritate these people right now because it's only, only, only option I got. So instead, I ordered a brand spanking new ICOM, uh, what is it, 7230? Yeah, I'd have to go look. But it was brand, apparently they are phasing out that model or something like that. So there was a discount and a rebate and all that good stuff. I purchased myself 50 feet of RG8. I know, or RG58. I know it should be RG8. Unfortunately, I'm having to run it inside the apartment. So I was doing I was doing my best to minimize the visual appeal of my antenna run. It'd be a whole lot better if you could get it in wide or beige or something like that. But uh, for some reason, black jacket's all we can get. And I had my arrow dual band J pole. It's been a good antenna over the years. When I lived over in Forney, I had it on. Uh, eight feet of fiberglass pole nailed to the fence back in the far corner of our yard where it stuck just stuck barely above the top of the fence and luckily the homeowners association they really couldn't see it because see it to look that direction you had to look past it into the beautiful texas sky and the upside of that is aluminum without anything to uh, tip it off, kind of blends in. So if they weren't actually, hey, this guy's got an antenna, and they come out and look for it, they never would have seen it. I got away with that for three years. Three years, guys. However, our considerations are different here. I was doing a little surveying. Found out that the main repeater I want to be able to get into from out here. is at 280 degrees uh, as the crow flies. Well, 280 degrees, I have buildings in the way. And I am down in a ground floor apartment. And my antenna is only about three, four feet off the ground. But, I hooked the radio up.
Got it set kind of like I wanted it. Went ahead and ran the coax. And incidentally, the antenna's sitting in the window behind a set of uh, plastic blinds about four feet off the ground. So, that's our setup. The radio will do five, 15, and 50 watts. Got encode, decode. I had to purchase a bracket so I could fasten the head to the actual radio. Apparently this one, this is a build your own radio kit. But I found by moving the antenna around, there are two repeaters that are predominant, three that are predominant out here where I'm at. One is in downtown Dallas on top of the uh, Interfirst Bank building, whatever bank building it is now, which is the tallest building in Dallas. I believe it's three, 400 feet high. The second one is the Ham Association of Mesquite. Uh, two-meter machine, which is on top of the tower at West Mesquite High School, which is about 25 miles away. But I believe it's up at, considering the ground elevation and the tower itself, uh, it's probably at three or 400 feet. The third, and I don't know the particulars of it, is the 14690 machine in Payne Springs, Texas. Payne Springs, Texas is uh, out around Cedar Creek Lake. If you want to look it up on the map, Cedar Creek Lake, and it's out there close to there. Uh, so, by moving the antenna around, luckily I've got a metal fence about 50 or so feet away from the window. I'm able to get a little bit of reflection off of that fence. So, I'm able to get into the mesquite machine. I get it back full scale. The machine in Payne Springs, I get it back about an H7, or S7, sorry. Uh, S7, signal-wise. And I'm told that the signal, my signal in the machine's not that bad. And then the six, uh, did I say six, seven hundred? Six, nine hundred over in Payne Springs. Six, seven hundred on top of Godzilla. We call it Godzilla because they, for the longest time, had green lights running up the side of it. <laughs> Which is in downtown Dallas. I'm still having a little bit of an issue with that. I am getting it an S9, but it's a bit of an alligator. So, I'm still working to see what kind of communications I'm getting through that one. However, I have the two main ones I need at the moment, and that's going to work for right now. <clears throat> now, uh, Sander Wetzel, who was my assistant emergency coordinator when I lived out here in Kaufman County before, lives over in Kaufman, Texas, which is about 10, 12 miles from where I'm living right now. He and I were able to maintain reliable communications on uh, VHF simplex, 
uh, over that distance. And I was even able, after figuring out how to engage the crossband on this uh, this particular radio, which you really have to search to find the information to get that thing into crossband mode. Um, ICOM, y'all falling down on the job, buddies. Even after I was able to get it into crossband mode, I took my little Bofang radio, my little UV5R, and walked out here behind the apartment, walked around back here and talked to him on that, and it was working well. A couple days later, the Mesquite group, Ham Association of Mesquite, y'all go look it up. If you're in the area, you might want to give them a try. I understand their memberships lagging a little. But during their weekly information net, I was able to take my ICOM 91AD, my little D-Star handheld, and go ahead and cross-band with it and was able to maintain reliable communications throughout the net. So, apparently the plan is coming together and I love it when a plan comes together. I mean, it's fantastic because I've been off the radio so long and I'm finally getting back into it. I've got the website back up kind of happening. I'm still making some tweaks on the website to make it look better. I've got some radios up and operating. And the thing y'all really going to be surprised about is we're building a club. Yeah, that was an easy segue. We're building a club out here. I'm currently in Terrell, Texas. My ex uh, assistant EC is over in Kaufman, about 10, 12 miles to the south. There are people that are interested down in Forney, Texas, which is about 10 miles to the west. And we even have a couple of guys that are interested in joining up with us that live over in the city of Mesquite, Texas, 20 miles away. The place where Yes, the Ham Association of Mesquite, and I used to be president of the club, among other things. Y'all want to know what other things are? Go over to the website, look at my shameless uh, brag tape. So, we've currently pulled together 10 to 12 people so far. We're looking for a, for a place where we can meet up face-to-face. And this really looks like it might go. I need to get back in there and get these guys motivated because it's been two or three days and I've been watching the news group not really getting on Facebook very much. But getting on the news group to try and see what they're saying, what they're chatting about. Uh... I really think we're falling into that silence of the hands thing because they're not really communicating much. But they just need a little motivation. They're all the ones that I know personally that I've known for years, good guys. And looking at the list, 
we've got at least five people, maybe four, but five, I think five, that are ex-presidents of various clubs. They did their time and they are no longer president of those clubs anymore, uh, including myself. Uh, I know that I'm an ex-president, Paul Sullivan, KD5TKO, I think is, I'd have to go look it up. Paul Sullivan's an ex-president. I believe you, Sander, Sander, my buddy over there, KG4FET, is, was in, uh, an officer's position out in Cedar Creek. And then we have one that's from Rockwall and one from another club. Anyway, but with all these ex-presidents, we ought to be able to put together a roadmap to get ourselves pointed in the right direction to make this thing happen. Now, for those of you that have listened to me for a while, I think it was a Richard's Radio Adventure where I talked about it. I may be wrong. It might have been a resonant frequency. But I told y'all to go out and build your own build your own ham radio. Meaning, go out and build yourself a club. Go out there and build yourself an organization. Well, that's what we're trying to do out here. Sorry about the cars going by. You know, y'all know that uh, RRA is just kind of an off-the-cuff thing. But that's what we're doing out here right now. I'm trying to get a hold of... There are two repeaters in this county. One of them, I really don't want to deal with the guy that owns it. Because for those of y'all who are a little sensitive... He has spent the last 10 or so, maybe more years, trying to make money off the name Ares. Um, he's added it to a corporation that he has running over there. He had a run-in with the uh, emergency management guy out here. There was a big falling out, all that good stuff. He was kind of in the way when we were trying to build an Ares group out here. The other gentleman, Ray, and if anybody listening to my voice knows Ray K5RCP, please let him know I'm trying to get a hold of him desperately. But in the city of Terrell, Texas, he has a 70 centimeter machine, which is about five miles away. I cannot open that machine up. I have tried. I've used all the... Uh, tones that are supposed to be used in this part of the world and I am desperately trying to get a hold of him we are trying to find a, a way to communicate with each other and I will soon be going to Billy McDonald KC5NQ y'all probably heard me talk about him before I know over on Resonant Frequency I did uh episode where we talked about ATV and Billy was on there. He also has several VHF and UHF repeaters around the area. Uh, go talk to the Rockwall Amateur Radio Club. See if possibly we can use 
one of or so of their machines to try and communicate and try and get things happening out here. Hopefully, if we're able to build a club, then we ought to be able to get our own machine. If the VHFFM Society doesn't have a problem with that. And I really don't know what repeater pairs are available in this area. But I'll get to that when I get a chance because the Zone 1 coordinator, which we are in Zone 1 for Texas, uh, just so happens he and I are both ex-presidents of the Ham, Ham Association of Mesquite. And we may be able to work that out. Boy, I got a lot of information. <clears throat> anyway, so we're trying to find a place to meet. We're trying to get some communication going on. We got guys that are leaping way ahead. To, we need to do this and this and this to help Elmer these guys when we haven't even got an organizational document in place. But I'll keep y'all posted and let you know how it's coming along. Last but not least, it is a sad, sad time for me. This is July, well, it's July the 2nd now, it's after midnight. July the 2nd, 2020. We've dealt with COVID. We've dealt with being locked up in the house for, oh, good Lord. Seems like five months now, maybe four. Four. We're going into our fifth month right now. And, you know, I, I, I did a whole episode on Whit Griffiths, uh, Richard's Radio Adventures. Saying goodbye to Wit, and y'all can go back to listen to that. I think it's it may be episode two or three. Well, this weekend we lost another guy that really inspired me. Took the time to Elmer me. He never talked down to me, and he even was responsible for the Texoma Hammerama. If y'all have listened to my show, my other shows, or you've listened to the episodes of Linux in a Ham Shack where I'm on where I was on there. The Texoma Hammerama. He ran a small amateur radio supply type business where he sold antennas and coaxes and stuff like that. And I'm talking about Oh, good Lord. WD5TYD, Henry Allen. I believe that was his call, WD, or it was W5. Been so long since I talked to him. And he suffered, he uh, fell to one of those things that tends to happen to older guys. Uh, he had a stroke. He was under care by hospice for a little while. And he passed away this past weekend. He really meant a lot to me. In fact, they all mean a lot to me. 
getting back into radio, I have found that there are so many people that I interacted with on a regular basis that have gone silent key. And it's really difficult because I haven't been back in long enough to see how things are going. But I do know. Well, let's do boring story time. As part of this getting the club out there, out here together, I wanted to check into was the club that used to be out here still available to join. That would be the Trinity Valley, Valley Amateur Radio Club, which covered most of the county I live in at this time. And I finally got to the point that I was able to track down one of the guys I know used to be a club officer and shoot off an email to him. And I'm like, hey, what's the deal? Is the Trinity Valley Amateur Radio Club or TVARC still in business? And he responded to me with, well, you know, I don't think they are. And I don't think they are. And then he began to tell me that, began to tell me that no new members were coming in. They had moved, I know they had moved the club from a centrally located area like Terrell or Kaufman, which are both kind of in the middle of the county, out to a place called Elmo, Elmo, Texas, which is almost in the next county to the east, which is makes it even further away from the metropolitan area in Dallas. And gradually, because they didn't have new guys coming in, younger guys coming in, that the club membership gradually died out. Literally, gradually died out. Bunch of old guys, no new guys to replace them. They started going silent key, and there was nothing left. I was also told that the, the repeaters that were, the club had are now being managed by the Rockwall Amateur Radio Club, which is, Rockwall is about 15 or so miles to the north of my location. So... <laughs> It saddens me that Henry's gone. It saddens me that Witt is gone. It saddens me that Ed Youngblood and so many others are gone. Because I really haven't checked into it. You know, running up to about the time I got off the air, amateur radio had been steadily growing. Steadily growing for years 
At one time, we were at three quarters of a million amateur radio operators. I haven't checked the statistics since I got back on the air. The ARRL doesn't spend a lot of time mentoring or elmering people. I looked at their website the other day. It's all the same old standard ARRL stuff. And that's what they do, and that's what they're good at. So I can't blame them for it. As far as amateur radio podcasts, I haven't had a chance to listen to the other guys. There's some new ones out there. There are some that are out there strictly to be commercial. And uh, that's the deal. Uh, was it? There was one guy that had a podcast, and it was really popular, QSO podcast or something like that. And he was so full of himself that he sent me an email and asked me to be a guest. I wasn't able to get back with him for a couple of days. And when I was able to get back to him, I sent him an email, and his response was, oh, don't worry about it, never mind. This was at the uh, at the peak of popularity for Resonant Frequencies Amateur Radio Podcast. When we were pulling down six, eight thousand hits a month or more. When there were a half dozen or so, maybe more podcasts out there that they would attribute resonant frequency as one of the reasons they decided to do a podcast. And the, these are the guys that if you if you find the ones that have been on the air for a while and uh, they're about mentoring or elmering new hams, these are the guys. There's a few there's a couple of them still out there. You know, not the ones that I don't know. Wanted to talk about everything except teaching y'all. So, like I've said in the past, RRA is kind of a ramble cast. And I've told y'all there was a guy that would record on his voice recorder driving home from work. Y'all lucky, because I'm standing out here on my back porch looking down through the apartment complex here. And it goes dead about 9 o'clock. Yeah, a bunch of old folks. I never thought I'd be hooked up with them. So, goodbye, Henry. Thank you for being my friend. And thank you for helping me when I needed help. If you can hear me, you know what I'm talking about. Just because I had a failed business, it was not your fault. So with that, each and every one of you, well, wait a minute. Let me go off on NTS for a minute. The National Traffic System. I haven't been able to listen to an HF net because I don't have the equipment. Over the last 20 years, I have sold two Kenwood 440s, a Yaesu FT-107. 
can't remember what that other one was. 890, I think it was the Yazoo, 897. It was the big one, not the little one. 857 was the little one. Um, what else? And I actually am HF poor. I've got hopes that I've got a radio over in the mini warehouse. I have a TS-50 I'm not sure about, and uh, Uniden uh, 2600 that I'm not sure about. And we may see as we go on down the road if we can get those back on, but looking at the solar numbers, I think we're at the bottom of the cycle. Good time to get in, renew my 1010 number. But I was listening to National Traffic Systems local VHF net tonight at 6.30. And yes, it's supposed to be a training net. People are supposed to be learning. I get that. But after the net was over, there was a discussion for almost 45 minutes on what constitutes book traffic because one of the people that was on there moving traffic had five messages they all went to the same household however they all went to different people in that household and the text of each message was different may have been just a word or two, but it was not book traffic. Now, that's one of those things I'm a little stick, you know, y'all know, if you've listened to me for any amount of time, y'all know I'm the public service guy. Aries, Races, NTS, Saturn. I've been involved with all of these. I have a brass pounders medallion and I have cards that are posted over at the website, I think for five or six months where I reached BPL each one of those months consecutively. I think it was consecutively, been a while. And they wanted to discuss for 45 minutes whether this was book traffic or not. Those of y'all who haven't messed with National Traffic System, y'all are probably wondering what the hell I'm talking about. Uh, y'all go over to League. Like I said, they do they do what they do well, even though uh, they tend not to branch out and check it out. You can find a definition of what book traffic is. Anyway, that's one of those little pet peeve things. Figured I'd mention it before I went. I'm interested to see, because they're still passing field day traffic. This whole uh, 2020 work from home field day thing uh, with the waivers and everything else. Kind of interested to see how the scoring comes out. That same uh, club that I keep talking about, the Ham Association of Mesquite, they spent a considerable amount of time after their weekly information net 
talking about field day scoring and how how they worked at ran their stations and all this other stuff last last night come to think of it and I don't know we'll have to see if the league how is on top of it or it's going to be a cluster only time will tell so I've stood here out on the back porch I've looked at the gazebo with nobody sitting in it there's not a creature stirring anywhere on this apartment complex. And I think I've probably bored y'all quite enough for this evening. Anyway, if you feel you need to make a comment on this version of Rich Radio Adventure, or you want to tell me I'm good, doing a good job, or you want to point out something I may be in error, uh, error where I may be in error, uh, y'all stop by the website at, let's see, rfpodcast.info, there's another way in there, but, I mean, if you can't get in, rfpodcast.info, which is working right now, best I can tell, uh, look it up on Google, it'll point you in the right place pretty much pointing to the same place it always did point even though we're on a different server and that kind of stuff you know comments suggestions hey how you doing kiss my butt whatever y'all want to put on there let me know if it's something that's uh, reasonably family friendly we can and you put it in the comments over there on one of the posts then we can go ahead and approve it or you can get a hold of me at kb5jbb at gmail.com. kb5jbb, Juliet Bravo Victor, Gil Bravo 5, Juliet Bravo Victor, at gmail.com. And of course, if you look at right underneath where the uh, episode is posted, there's contact information there. If you are in the Hoffman County area, and that means not only Carroll, Kaufman, Forney, but the smaller places inside the county, because it's a pretty good size county. Get in touch with me. We're trying to put together a group. Diverse opinions always make for a much better organization. That I think I've pretty much said everything I can say for this evening. I will get back with you guys as soon as I can. And I guess we'll see y'all later. This is KB5JBV. We gotta go.